You are listening to the Sermon Podcast from House for All Sinners and Saints. We are a congregation of the Evangelical Lutheran Church in America, located in Denver, Colorado. And you can find out more about us at houseforall.org. Grace, peace, and mercy are yours from the Triune God. Amen. This Sunday, I want to try a little bit of teaching in my preaching and show you all what happens when I'm face-to-face with a text. Like one of my favorite rides at Disney World would say, get ready for the wildest ride in the wilderness. Which one is it? Thank you. Who said it? A Yeah, beautiful. Don't worry, there'll be more Disney references many different Sundays in the future. So the first thing I like to do is read the text. Yeah, that's nice and all. Not thrilled about this week, but I'll trust God. So then I go to Lexio. We didn't read this bit of gospel, but we read another one. But there's something about the translation we use. We've been using the First Nations translation. And that got me really, really excited. Because they don't just say names, they use descriptions. So they would say, that, so that passage translated for the First Nations, um, they would say, as soon as they left the gathering house, they went to the home of one who hears, Simon, and his brother, stands with courage, Andrew. He takes over, who is James, and he shows goodwill, who is John, were with them. It takes your mind just a little bit to get that full understanding. But look at it. Look at how beautiful these descriptions are and add more to just mere names. One who hears, Simon. He takes over, James. He shows goodwill, John. Creator sets free, Jesus. How beautiful. So then I really got my hopes up. Because here we are, we're going to have some beautiful, badass descriptions for these women, right? Yeah, good one. (laughs) So we keep on reading. The wife of one who hears, Simon, was there. Her mother was sick in bed with a bad fever, so they asked Creator Sets Free Jesus to help her. He went and stood by her, took her by the hand, and lifted her up. The fever left her, and she was healed. Then, with a glad heart, she went to prepare a meal for them. Wife of Simon. Wife of Simon's mother. So Simon's mother-in-law, unnamed woman's mother. Why? We were going somewhere with these beautiful, descriptive names. So now, what do I do? Then... I thought about how this short little healing fits into the chapter. This is very Lutheran. Maybe I will understand it better if I understand it within its context. So in this little passage, we are in the context of Jesus entering his Buffy the Vampire Slain ministry. He is there casting out demons before and after. And we get this little passage. And Dr. Gaffney, the person who put this this, lectionary together forces us 
Gaffney asks us to take a minute and talk with God about this particular healing of this woman. Healing of women were kind of Mark's jam. It actually occurs more than once. There are three women that experience healing in Mark. Did you know that? Three specific times. So first is Jairus' daughter. Second, the woman who is hemorrhaging, who touched Jesus' cloth, and power went out from Jesus, and she was healed. And then this is Peter's wife, mother. Yes, sorry. All those titles, right? Okay, what? It's written down. COVID brain. Um, so Simon's mother-in-law. There we go. Again, see, what if we got a beautiful description from them and said we got Simon's mother-in-law? Thank you, Travis. Proving my point. <sighs> okay, so we got something now. We got these beautiful scriptures that Mark uses to highlight women. Beautiful. Why is this important? Jesus' healing is scandalous. These are three particular iterations of what Jesus, Jesus is crossing way too many boundaries that the society is comfortable for. He heals those on the outside. Those that pursue him crawling in the dirt with a faith so big that they believe that if they would be healed, if they could just touch the fabric of his garment. Healing is about repairing relationships. Healing is repairing relationships with God, with oneself, and or with community. So in this bit of gospel, what is so scandalous about Jesus healing the unnamed woman's mom? And what relationship is this helping to repair? We get a couple hints. The first is how Jesus comes to interact with the unnamed woman's mother. Thank you, Steve, for enunciating that part. If you remember correctly, the disciples tell Jesus about Simon's mother-in-law. The disciples tell Jesus about her. He takes her by the hand and lifts her up. In the other Gospels, it's different. So maybe there's something there. I don't know. But there's something there. There is something about the advocacy that the disciples do within this little bit of Mark. Of course, it sticks out to me that the disciples tell Jesus. The disciples are using their power and privilege to get the healing of God to this woman. She is no stranger. She is a close family member to one of the disciples. She must have been pretty loved and important if her impending death causes her loved ones and her friends to spring into action to try to get her to the source of life, that is Jesus. Perhaps this healing has repaired her relationship with her neighbors, particularly her male neighbors, who have learned to use their power and privilege for the empowerment of others instead of enriching themselves. This healing would also help repair the woman's relationship with God. Instead of hearing the bombardment of why she is sick because God is punishing her, or that her religious tradition thinks that she cannot be as close to God because of her gender, age, and identity, and mortality, she now has right relationship with God. Hint number two. 
the significance of this healing. If we look back to that beautiful language in Greek used for that word that has been translated as raise up, it is the same word used in Mark's account of the resurrection. It's actually a red thread that goes through Mark. Different iterations always are using that translation at resurrection to raise up. Simon's mother-in-law is resurrected. And the third hint, that last little bit, it's usually transited as she began to serve them. You can all let out a guttural you, right? She's healed from her sickness, sealed from a fever, and now she's going to go make me a sandwich. Yeah, right? That was, <laughs> thank you, whoever translated that. But if you listened to what I read from what we heard this evening from Dr. Gaffney, she translated it as, and she ministered to them. Something changed in me when I heard ministered to them. That's powerful. So out of all of this, we are left with a couple of things. We are left with a wife and a wife's mother who do, have not, who do not have names, but instead are defined by the relationship with men. And their embodiment of faith, their ministry, compels men with power and privilege to use it in order to encounter Jesus, the healer of our every ill. And that healing from Jesus incorporates them all back into right, abundant relationship with each other and their larger community. And don't forget, this woman's mother's healing is one full of resurrection to be raised. It's monumentous. It's that significant. Healing repairs relationships. Our reading and engagement with scripture can hinder relationships. And our reading and engagement with scripture can repair relationships. So I have to admit, I have been in a terrible headspace this week. I have had this crushing load of negative self-talk trying to navigate a new and exciting long-distance relationship, anxiety seemingly out of nowhere. And here is the gospel I needed to hear this week. My journey with the Holy Spirit this week as we danced with this text all week long is that I was being called into a time of healing. And this journey with the text allowed me to make my messed up headspace move on. Then, sorry, next page. In all of this, this nitty gritty in the weeds, reading the subtext, daring to imagine and be creative about who this powerful woman might have done and her ministry, God's mercy and grace freed me to respond with curiosity and passion offering us an opportunity to invite Christ in and see what deeper 
what expansive understanding comes into our existence when we live out vulnerability. When I am in conversation with all of you, as we come together with different perspectives, my negative self-talk seems to be at an all-time high. And when I sat down to write my sermon in my recliner with the dogs on my lap, I reflected on how God may be offering me this relationship with this text so that I could come to understand a deeper meaning and a deeper healing. For me this week, the good news was in the journey, not necessarily the final product. Dr. Gaffney even posted on Facebook this week, and it summarizes it. She was working on a new translation of Luke 7, but this is her, this is her words. The translations are different because translation is art and science, not a mathematical, mathematical, reproductible project. The version I will publish in year C is corrected against the older one, but still different in places where I find my later work to be better. This is the uncomfortable truth about the Bible, imagined as a static set of texts. And that is without accounting for the very number of books in use in the church across time and currently across denominations. So for this healing, it is all about how God's healing repairs relationships. And by unpacking this healing of an unnamed woman's mother, with all of its flaws and complexities and celebrations, I was broken open to realize that just like the translations of sacred texts, how we show up in the world, how I lead, how you operate in the workplace and in the world is an art and science, not a mathematical reproductible project. When we are in a season where things are not the best, God is inviting us into a time of deep listening listening deeper and wider than we had ever had before. Perhaps God is inviting us to lean into community instead of withdrawing for fear of being hurt. Perhaps God is inviting us to practice humility and vulnerability and maybe even honestly me saying, I am not in the best headspace right now. And perhaps God is inviting us to offer a little more grace, a little more curiosity. And perhaps God is inviting us to feel a little more grace, a little more love. Perhaps that is our resurrection this week. Maybe that's the healing that the unnamed woman's mother needed. And so, oh God, we commend all these things and ourselves, trusting in your abundant mercy. Through Jesus Christ, our Savior. Amen. You've been listening to the sermon podcast from House for All Sinners and Saints. If you would like to support the ongoing ministry of our church, please visit our website at houseforall.org/giving.